0: welcome home you're listening to the 180 church podcast with dr sammy and friends
1: hey folks welcome back you're listening to the 180 church podcast with dr sammy and friends i'm your host joe lu and today i'm joined by pastor lydia who's a co-founder here at 180 church wife to dr sammy and pastor of transformation Um, And if you're like us today, we are self-quarantined, just following state regulations. And it's during times like these that are a good reminder of who the real hero of our story is. And that is God, because I think um, this word that Dr. Sammy shared is really encouraging and timely during times like these when things could get tough. And so here's Dr. Sammy's message.
0: Today's scripture is from the book of Numbers, chapter 20, verses 1 to 13. In the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. There was no water for the people to drink at that place, so they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, If only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers, why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into this wilderness to die along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, and no water to drink. Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle, where they fell face down on the ground. And the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there, and it will pour out its water. It will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted, must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff, and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. This place was known as the waters of Meribah, which means arguing, because there the people of Israel argued with the Lord, and there he demonstrated his holiness among them. This is the word of the Lord. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. A one hundred
2: and eighty community. It's great to greet you today, live from our greenish table, the table where we usually welcome people to our home, where we drink a cup of hot joe and pray and entertain. And I just wish i could see many of you at our table and and i pray soon wherever you might be joining us from today i pray that god would cover you in peace and you would be near your loved ones and praying and feeling the love of god protecting you so before we start today how about we invite the presence of the spirit of god Whom we need more than ever before. So, will you bow your heads and pray with me for the Spirit to come? Lord, take away the fear, the anxiety, and the feeling of isolation from the people receiving treatment or under quarantine, feeling antsy. Give them a sense of purpose in pursuing health protecting others from the exposure to the disease and the novel virus, protect their families and friends and bring them peace to all who love them. We also pray God for those in under higher risk at higher risk of developing the disease. We lift to you our concern for the people who are more likely than others to become severely ill from the new novel virus, the elderly, the people with chronic health conditions, Protect them from harm. Be their comfort in this uncertain time of uncertainty and for many preventive isolations from loved ones, because it's very difficult for many. So we cast our anxiety on you, Lord, because you care for us, as First Peter 5, 7 tells us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so there's a pretty popular meme going around as all churches all over the world are meeting now online. And a meme showing a pastor preaching with his jacket and dress shirt, but with shorts. And many of you have asked if that's what I'm doing. Well, you'll never know. (laughs) Uh, But just before uh, we start today and move into our scripture um, I just want to thank all our healthcare workers, our physicians, nurses, pharmacists, and etc., social workers, who are uh, really in the front lines, the army assembled at this moment in history, fighting a war that only they can defeat. And I just want to thank you for your service and thank you for your courage. And I want to ask all our community to continue to pray for for those in the health community and also want to congratulate um, in spite of and despite of such bad news as of late in 2020 for all those who've matched um, i gave a shout out on my instagram here's a picture of that and all of you um, were were extremely proud and we are excited when this pandemic is over, that many of you will move into medicine and healthcare and add tremendous value and be the light and ambassadors for Christ. So that's pretty amazing. What a difference a week makes. Last week, we were gathering in different groups in different remote sites all over the city. Today, most likely, you're quarantined inside as New York City has basically shut down a city that typically never sleeps you know has nothing to do but sleep and quarantine themselves and stay inside and many of you feel antsy and in many ways this lenten season is testing our faith our resolve and testing how much we trust In him, right? I mean, the very beginning of the passage we began three weeks ago was Matthew 4, where Jesus was led by the Spirit. And I think that's very critical for us at this moment to understand that the one testing us is not the evil one. But in Matthew 4, it says clearly that the Spirit, the one that was At creation, in the void and emptiness of the universe, and with its breath, brought forth life. The Spirit of God who is in control, who is omniscient and omnipresent, led Jesus into the darkness. Led him into the wilderness to be tempted, to be tested. This time is not just 40 days, maybe 120, maybe 100, 1,020, who knows how long this will go on. But we are being tested, aren't we? How are you doing in that test? <laughs> Sometimes if I'm honest, I feel like I'm failing in many ways. That time, if you listen to the, uh, if you've listened to end on the podcast, I bought four hundred and eighty five dollars worth of food and dog food and all kinds of stuff. at target just last week it's the most I ever spent in groceries because when I was there and I saw the shelves empty, the visuals, the optics sometimes makes us fall into that fear or when I'm a bit more short with my kids because now they're home all the time and I want my space making sandwiches or cooking or whatever that might be what about you? are you preserving and afraid and giving into fear more than love during this pandemic? because If we learn anything from Matthew 4 and and the Lenten season, and today we're going to actually go retrospective from prospective, which is Matthew 4 really is a retrospective of Numbers 21 and Exodus. Moving back to the wilderness and the people I want to look, take a closer look at that. What is it revealing about not just our character, but our capacity? Our capacity to trust, our capacity to love. See, our capacity to love, our capacity to trust God and love others can seem great in peace, times of peace and abundance. But it, when scarcity and pandemics hit the world, our resolve is tested. And if we learn anything from the retrospective of What happened in the wilderness to the people of God in Numbers and Exodus, the historical account, what we learn is. We all fail. Paul says in Romans that all have fallen short. All have fallen short of the glory of God. You see the whole point of the Lenten season as we fast and do our best is that our capacity is threat our- capacity fails because we're finite and limited, and we're a lot of times motivated by our psychosocial factors. We're all failing in many ways, and so what does that tell us? It tells us that none of us could lead ourselves we can't be the hero of our own journeys we can't love the name our neighbors and our spouses and our families and our children even if we wanted to perfectly all the time we will fail and that's why we need a savior if this pandemic highlights anything is that we need a champion And the only person in history that has overcome the test of capacity to trust and to love under the greatest pressures is Jesus. Think about that for a moment. Sometimes we forget under pretense, under better times, Pax Romana and times of peace that we are doing just fine. And we forget that we might actually need a Savior, not just because we sin things and we do things in secret and have different motives of the heart, but right now this is explicit rather than implicit. We're clearly failing, both explicitly and implicitly, implicitly in our hearts and in the world. We're, (laughs) We're giving into fear rather than love. But Jesus clearly shows us that he's our champion he's the hero of our story and that's why at this moment more than anything else as we look at numbers what we'll learn is two things we all fail the test all humans fail the test and only christ can lead us to where we need to go and i think that's very important to learn so let's look at our scripture And learn why we need a savior. Why we need a leader. And let's look at verse 10. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock. Moses said to them, listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm, struck the rock twice with a staff and water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. So why do we need a Savior? Why do we need a Savior that cannot be rooted in human origin? Well, if you look at this passage, both followers, which were the people of Israel, and Moses and Aaron... You can see clearly from the text that they hid a wall. We need a Savior because there are things we cannot overcome, but simply we must be saved from. Let me say that again. There are things, particular things, that we cannot overcome, but must be, actually be redeemed or saved from. In moments like this pandemic or being in the wilderness, both followers and leaders were broken by the psychosocial pressures that took place. Moses had it. That's why he struck the rock twice out of anger and frustration. He was burnt out. The people were done. With dealing with so many crises. And sometimes when, when, when people go through crisis, they just blame. They need someone to blame. And so here we, we see very clearly from the text, both leaders and followers could not move on anymore. They were exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And that's part of my study of burnout is that when these are the clear signs, if you feel this way, if you're first emotional exhaustion, second depersonalization, third, life dissatisfaction, loss of autonomy, particularly. So much for human ingenuity. We talk about how if we put our mind to it, we can overcome, break through anything. That's simply isn't true there are things we cannot overcome human beings cannot overcome this is a good example of that moses failed the test when he gave into the frustration his margin was very very he was really without margin and the people of god failed the test when they couldn't trust even Despite of all the miracles prior to this, even just three chapters down, when you look at Exodus 17, just a little while ago, God gave them water from a rock. So much of what God has done in our lives already, but yet we fail to trust because of the uncertainty that rises in the psychosocial factors around this. What other people are saying, the chatter, the news. Every second we read about people dying people being infected and panic sets in. And I think Andrew Cuomo is right. I think we're fighting two wars here, two front war. And sometimes I think the fear and panic that this novel virus is causing is worse than the virus itself. And so we see in the desert, in the wilderness, we see Moses failing and we see the people of God failing. The very beginning of this novel virus began because the Chinese government failed to contain what Chinese scientists clearly and meticulously warned about But Dr. Li and actually many others. They did meticulous prescriptions of what this virus would do. And they published it in a foreign journal, not in China, outside in the US. And they warned of it, but the government failed to disclose it out of saving face. The American government failed when WHO, the arm of the UN, the World Health Organization, offered the COVID test to the CDC, the CDC in hubris, said we can make a better one. And that's why this pandemonium, this panic is taking place in the U.S. Why all everything is shut down in New York, particularly in other parts of the country in the U.S. South Korea bend the curve without shutting down the whole city. Why? Because they had testing available through technology and whatnot. The UK government failed when they were going to use an experiment of using building a herd immunity. They were going to infect entire population with the virus. Chief scientists, chief advisors were we're saying that this is just like the flu. Clearly, the world government has failed. Our own mayor refused to close public schools, and then shuts down the whole New York, whole New York, within a week. This hot and cold extreme. And because all these leaders are trying to give in to demand public opinion, and they failed, clearly failed, this pandemic. Bill Gates talks about it in his TED Talk four years ago that the U.S. and the world particularly is not do not have the infrastructure to deal with this. So clearly all our supply, patience, love, generosity is running out like it did in Numbers 20. So where where are we going to get the supply to get through this? Where is this water going to come from in the desert? And that's where the hope of the gospel comes in. The only person with infinite supply is God. The only way we're going to get through this is he has to save us. He is saving us right now. We have to look up, not around. That's why we need a Savior. Because some things we cannot break through, we cannot overcome, no matter how hard we try. Sometimes we're broken by it and by humility. Rather than looking in and looking around, we have to begin to look up. If God can produce streams of living water through a rock in the desert. Wherever you might be today in fear and panic and running out of patience, running out of hope, he can have that water run through you right now. So will you pray today, Lord, my my I'm running out of so much hope, I'm running out of love, giving into fear. Will you take a hold of my life again and fill me with your infinite supply? The Bible never tells us to be Christ. It's to, it says to live in Christ In him, we can do all things to Christ who gives us strength. We can do all things in the infinite supply. So this is a perfect example of why Jesus not only passed the test that no one could pass, but he can show us the way. And that's why we need his leadership. And that's what the text is teaching us. So why do we need a savior? Some things we can't overcome. We just need to be redeemed and saved and that's what we need to pray today of how we're going to react to this to other people how we're going to love our loved ones we need his supply because he's full infinitely loving and gracious and that needs to pour into us because we're running out and that's okay so why do we need a savior first we said that there's things we can't overcome Some things just break us. We have limits. But he can save us. And the good news is when you look at this passage, even though Moses fails, he doesn't speak to the rock as God told him to. In peace and tranquility and calm, knowing that God will move in power, he strikes it in anger. But that's the good news here. Despite of his disobedience and his anger and his frustration, despite of him running out of supply, even hope, despite of that, God still moves and still redeems and still saves. So why do we need a Savior? Because his strength is made perfect in our weakness. In spite of our failure, in spite of our weakness, and even though we fail, God's awesomeness and his strength is made perfect. And that's what we see in this passage. Despite Moses's failure to control himself because he was human, that margin disappeared in his life. And he gave into frustration and anger. He was burnt out. He started yelling at the people he was leading. Because he just had it. But despite of his shortcomings, God doesn't calculate that. Even though he didn't do what God asked him to do, he came through anyway. Because God's power is not contingent upon even our obedience. He moves and he saves and he heals with full supply, this miraculous work in the desert by pouring water from a rock because he's good. You know, my oldest son, while we're walking to the park, you know, with all the angst, I think it's pretty important for many of you to know that you can go outside outside. Um and go for a run you know you still you know social distancing and everything but we do go for walks and he said that you know i just feel so antsy and these walks really help me and he was saying you know but i just feel like i'm in some type of groundhog's day type of there's a movie but repeating your life over and over again because i just feel like my center was church and when I worship on Sunday, it just anchors me, you know. And, and I think this pandemic could be a great lesson for all of us of why we need a Savior and why we worship Him and why we adore Him, why we stand up and sit down and why we go through all this hassle of worshiping and hearing the Word of God. Because he's still saving us. He's still refining us. He's still healing us. He must become our anchor. That's why we need a savior today. Because what the world needs now, with all this panic and all this fear, you know, Esther asked me to tell everyone and everyone watching, she's in, she's in the ER, ER physician, and so many people are overwhelmed with overwhelming the ER department and all the infrastructure because they're afraid and they're going to the hospitals to be tested and they're not even sick. They're just panicking and worried. And that's why if we're going to represent Christ as ambassadors through this, and we might be going through this for weeks on end with no end in sight quite yet, It's okay that you're failing. I'm failing too. I'm here with you, a friend, along the journey. That's why we need Jesus together. And that's why we turn to Jesus together. That's why we worship Jesus together. He's the only one that can pour water from a rock. This wilderness, this pandemic, we're all in the parallel of this passage. He'll move. Despite our weakness, despite... Of our limits, because He's good, and we can trust Him. Because His strength is made perfect in our weakness, and I pray that if we had any ambiguity to who the hero was in our in our story, may it be explicit. That everything good in our lives, everything that He is do has done and will do, is because of His greatness. Let's make much of him by sharing with others. that yes, we're out of supply. We've hit the wall. But as I look to him, not look around, not in. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. And the miracle from our hearts to this world and to our neighbors and our friends. Perhaps they'll see a miracle too. They will see water pouring out from a rock. And drink the streams of living water that only Jesus could give them, represented through us. So today, will you look not within, not without, but look to leadership from the one, from preeminently that created this universe. He has a universe, we don't. And even though we're failing, he won't fail us
1: amen has quarantine life been hard for you these past couple of weeks
3: Um,
0: you know what they're just having a lot of adjustments mm-hmm. like kids finished um, actually kids school get cancelled right so they started yeah. remote learning so my I mean like for Nathan it's fine because he's very aware of the computer mm-hmm. and yeah. google classroom you know that's what they used and all that but for josh i had to learn and he's like learning the computer Hmm. so there's a lot of adjustment i see i think for the teachers too right they're it's like a new territory for them so they're learning as they go also Hmm. so there's like a lot of communication back and forth like oh where's the link for this and the teachers are like oh sorry here's the link and so today was actually the first day of remote learning do you like it you know what? I, I actually think Josh learns better this oh, way really? because he's looking at a screen and he's very comfortable with that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh,
3: that's good.
0: I mean, it took a lot longer. Right. Because we're getting used to it. But I actually, I don't know, I secretly enjoyed it. Oh,
3: yeah?
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get secrets. to see everything that he's learning. Oh, uh, I see. I like to know like where he needs help. Oh. And, you know, so... So I it's
1: like exploratory for you? Yeah, yeah, for
0: me, it helps me like know how mm-hmm. I could help him. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of times he'll come home and with a test grade or if there's a test and I know what to study, but right. usually I don't really know what they're going over. Uh-huh. So it was actually perfect. We had parent-teacher conference and then the week after this happened.
1: Oh, gotcha. So you yeah. had like a, an assessment. Before. I knew ex- yeah. exactly.
0: I knew exactly where he needed to work on what. Mm-hmm. So timing of that was perfect. Because it's a big chunk to lose sometimes like right. in at that age maybe not so much in like older but like he's at that crucial age mm-hmm. but i mean before school started I, I let him be on the ipad i have no guilt about it oh <laughs> yeah he was on the ipad the whole time
1: yeah it's probably how he learns best also right now
0: yeah he's yeah. like a social learner so yeah. he learns a lot by absorbing information hmm.
1: has your has your rhythm changed at all <sighs> my
0: rhythm it felt like a like a week off. Mm. Like when the kids have off, kids are home. Yeah. And I'm cooking, you know, I see them. I think the rhythm change was huge and that we had to bring service online. Yeah. That was the biggest, you know, oh. adjustment mm. probably cuz you know, there's a different like work that goes mm. into making it Yeah. happen so also it's a yeah but i think it was great because a lot of people are actually tuning in right yeah that normally wouldn't
1: yeah they have access to it now yeah Yeah. people are i guess like can stumble upon it on facebook or youtube and such so
0: yeah or like if people are like living with their parents Mm. you know their parents could watch also yeah that's true um we're getting a lot of reports of People who never actually watched a service, like never had church contact. It's basically brought into their home. Mm, Yeah. So people heard, like this might sound really like, but people heard a sermon for the first time Mm. in their lifetime through it coming into the homes. Wow. So, I mean, New York City homes are not like huge, right? Yeah. I mean, New York City, I'm talking about, Mm. right? So... You're, if you're in the living room and you're watching it through the big screen you're going to encounter it while mm-hmm. you're in the kitchen in the living room or so i think people are hearing it
1: yeah that's really awesome mm-hmm. i mean cuz like i'm sure like for people that might not have had access to the gospel before it's kind of a way in which the gospel is still permeating into people's lives even yeah. though we're like even though community is such a big aspect of mm-hmm. being a part of a church or being in church it's like this you know this impact or this i guess radius of influence can expand to people's homes now yeah Yeah, which is kind of like a cool thing about all this even though it's like a state of hysteria and panic for a lot of people also
0: yeah i think it's it's definitely a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. that so many people can hear the gospel right also um the word of god You know, I think the first phase of people realizing that um, people will be quarantined, there was a lot of panic and anxiety.
3: Mm,
0: And it's kind of like, I think, I know that the whole world is being affected by it, but I think for people, like, for example, like my children, right? They don't, I mean, my older one knows, but my little one won't know that you pay for things like internet, for example, right? Like (laughs) there's certain comforts that he might just enjoy He doesn't know that it's actually um, a luxury in many places. But those things are kind of not the internet is being tested, but you know, in the first world, um, you're kind of used to mobility. Yeah, for sure. Um, So there's a lot of panic, I think. You know, there was a lot of panic in the beginning with the quarantine that you're actually losing your mobility or your access Mm -hmm. to your lifestyle. But I feel like this message was really powerful and timely and that it kind of brought people into the phase of realizing, okay, when things were good, we praised God, we worshiped God. And I'm talking about believers, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah, God's word is so good. Like, we're flourishing. But then when things kind of like, something like this happens, I think there is that middle place of like, why is this happening? How could this be happening for how long? So how does my life have any meaning now there was all that Mm. and then the there was an anchoring of reminder of god's word and i think that's what god is doing and now i feel like people are kind of coming to a place where i mean i'm not generalizing but this seems overall from what i'm seeing in the community Mm -hmm. right and i just wonder if that's what's happening outside of our community too but people are beginning to reclaim god's word that was true Mm
3: -hmm.
0: for them and true in reality in the good times also in the bad times
3: yeah you know yeah
0: so which why i think you know something that even as i was leading worship and also sam kept repeating is that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever
3: right
0: it's very relevant Mm -hmm. to know that his truth was true yesterday when it was good when things were good And it is still true, Mm. and it will be true tomorrow because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. So I feel like there is that transition. And I also feel like as a church, um, while practicing social distancing, that it is also essential that our presence as a church is strong as ever, Mm. if not stronger. Right. Because people are in a place where people are looking for hope. Like sometimes the busyness of like life
4: Mm. can kind
0: of like cloud the need for the very primary things, which is, you know, the needs of the soul. Right. And I feel like um, people are reclaiming the gospel again and turning to the gospel again. Yeah. So. In that way, it's been a blessing in disguise.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that there's been a period of time where reflection and I guess reevaluation of where you are with God during these times kind of took place. Um, I mean, I know I know that to be true for myself because I think, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this quarantine, the lifestyle has been tougher for adjusting. Tougher has been a tougher adjustment process for me i think Mm. um which kind of did challenge a lot about how i saw myself and my faith you know i think Mm -hmm. it was it was challenging because i think you're absolutely right in the sense that a lot of our luxuries and our privileges or these things that we took for granted when times were good just suddenly were swept out from under us Mm -hmm. Um, and so it kind of leaves you with an evaluation of okay like without the without these things what is my faith or like how do i treat my relationship with god or how do i view god you know i think there Mm -hmm. was like a definitely a moment in my in in the previous week where i just had the revelation of how small my faith was it was it was Mm -hmm. like a realization just like you know i i work in a restaurant so i find out that you know i'm out of a job Mm -hmm. school is just completely different and my grading system became pass fail Mm -hmm. which you know ultimately impacts my grades and how i can like show that i've done better Mm. for the following and so it's like everything i took comfort in like the gym is gone for me right like that's Mm -hmm. a big part of my life Mm. um and you know i also have this thing where it's difficult for me to sit still in one place for a long time so Mm -hmm. like me being inside all day is just Mm. it's, it's torturous um so it's like i was like kind of ruminating about these things and about how all of a sudden in a flash all these things that i took comfort in are just gone and mm. you know we talked about during this lens season how i'm giving up like worrying about money and stuff and then it's just like i'm out of a job and i'm like oh mm. you know so it's been really tough uh, like circumstantially and that kind of led to this introspection of oh if i feel that I'm like isolated and so vulnerable now without all these things that I treated as like blessings or like or even when I had them I took them for granted. Like I I definitely had felt like I had a moment where I was just kinda like thumping my fists on my mm-hmm. chest, like I don't, like why is this happening? It doesn't make any sense, like these kinds of things. Um literally the weekend before the sermon and when I heard this sermon I was like, I guess I could have saw I could have seen this coming, <laughs> like this message. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it addresses just the state of the heart when it comes to, you know, being able to worship God through all the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were talking about before. Because it's not so easy when things are hard. But then it reveals a lot about who we are when the going gets tough. Like, I felt what was what was really eye-opening for me was just how little I felt like I trusted God in this moment or mm-hmm. like in during this like difficult time mm-hmm. which was disheartening because i thought i was like you know my faith is strong and like all these things it's easy to say mm-hmm. when things are good but then when things are hard it's like can i say so can i say the same things and i was reflecting on like the biblical heroes and such like that who, who have also come across moments where i think their faith was shaken or they had to question you know what what's going on or like reevaluate themselves and like they failed in certain ways and such um and I was wondering for myself, like, can I be the person that is able to praise God even in the desert or even in the storm? Am I able to place my trust when I have nothing also? Even, like, if I could do it when I had everything, am I the same person that can do that when I have nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, th- I think that was just, like, the real earth shattering magnitude i think this had on me emotionally Mm -hmm. that this uh, pandemic has caused for me um and that's why i think the sermon was just so timely and just so necessary for a lot of us believers also because i think it can be often hard to see you know the ways in which god is working on like a on a a soul level Mm -hmm. for me personally is what i'm speaking from and I'm sure many believers could also feel the same way. And so I think this message that we are going to fail in these mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. and it's okay. And that's why our, no matter what kind of will or resolve or hope we might have placed on these things mm-hmm. um, amounted to, We this is why we turn to the Lord in these moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... A um, good perspective of the struggle being quarantined and yeah. isolated right
3: yeah
0: um, <clears throat> and it does make us wonder you know how am i living out my face when things are actually the comforts that i'm used to are no longer there right and you know the lenten season we've been going through the different temptations Mm. and it's literally just passing through every single one. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Just like real time.
0: Yeah. Like, are you taking comfort in anything but God? Yeah. Materialism. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the entitlement of, do you think that bad things cannot happen because you follow God? Right. All of those things kind of really Mm -hmm. being tested. right? Right. So, um, you know, I think I've been having a lot of conversations with healthcare professionals, um, not just in the U.S. but outside of U.S. also, and seeing different perspectives of how things are affecting people differently because it definitely is mm-hmm. um, affecting people in different ways. And I think, I think for the first time, I mean, I know there are a lot of memes about our parent generation have been asked to go to war. Like, what are you... You're just being asked to sit on a couch. I think that was a very (sighs) popular one, right? And, you know, to a certain extent, that speaks truth. Like, oh, yeah, like, what am I whining about? You know, all I need to be is quarantine. But the struggle is real. Like, the struggle now is isolation and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it might be easier for some than others. But for, I think, millennials, it's, like, very difficult, too. Because it's a very relational generation, Mm -hmm. right? But it's loneliness is really for, I mean, everyone struggles with that, I think. But yeah, so it affects people differently. And listening to healthcare professionals, I think there's a different perspective because they're literally being summoned to work Mm -hmm. in the front lines. And hearing their um, perspective was also, um, I wouldn't say enlightening, but also... um, I guess to just kind of share, like, people are afraid for the first time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think even healthcare professionals felt that initially, like, they felt afraid that they're gonna be, you know, in contact with people who are infected. Mm -hmm. And what would that mean? And what would that mean for their families, you know? And I think the struggle is different for everyone in this pandemic, right? And I think also I saw the courage of healthcare professionals just, and I'm talking about believers, realizing that, you know what? This is, we need to show up and be present and be the light. Mm -hmm. And really making a choice where it wasn't just about status of being a doctor or a nurse or, you know, however... Um, much you get paid for doing what you do mm-hmm. it wasn't that anymore it was literally going into the front lines of a war
3: yeah
0: and seeing the courage of family families do that because it's really a family battle you're yeah. allowing your you know your daughter your son your spouse your you know your father go go into and hospitals, yeah. also come home mm-hmm. you know and i think seeing their courage and I think there was also a um, like a resurgence of calling people felt
3: mm.
0: of an opportunity to be the light. And I've also heard that healthcare professionals say um, that it felt for the first time the integration of face and works was no joke. Yeah, because you're literally in the front lines and mm-hmm. you're being present for the people. Um, so I think even seeing all those things and seeing it as an opportunity for the gospel, I think, was powerful. And people are being shaken to rise up in faith in different ways, you know, yeah. and seeing that in that field. Because right now they are the heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even that was so encouraging and also you could see the wind of the spirit moving,
3: right?
0: You know, and I think healthcare professionals also feel that, and their families are also feeling the wind of the spirit moving as well. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think it goes back to how when you have, when you're in the mission, like when you're in, the, I think we talked about this like several weeks. You know, before I think last um, podcast was with my husband, right? Mm. But the one before that, I think we talked about when people are clear of the mission and when people are not checked out of the mission but are in the mission, it becomes clear what that the field is plentiful,
3: Mm.
0: that the harvest is plentiful. It's only when I think we get caught up in our own insulation of protection and self preservation that. We, get, we literally even in a moment could get, be checked out of meaning and mission mm-hmm. and get caught up in just trying to cocoon ourselves in something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel like God is in the midst of helping people rise back up, that the mission exists even when the, your doors are closed, that mission exists even mm-hmm. when you're not in the front lines mission exists even as you quarantine yourself like you know what i mean so i I definitely see that it is affecting people differently but through this message also there's been so much encouragement and all over the country and the world of god's word people Mm -hmm. are kind of rising up and rising back up Mm -hmm. in faith from fear into mission yeah so that's been really awesome to watch mm. because it's you know a lot of times like faith is kind of hidden you know and it's very subtle but for the first time without you being loud you can actually step up and be present and be the light and mm-hmm. i think that's also very powerful
3: right.
0: and also um just like prophetic timing but a lot of people matched yeah. in our community to their um residencies, residencies and uh, future doctors so i just i wonder even for for them it's mm-hmm. like not just i don't know it's the six-figure salary hopefully one day i'll have a dr whatever
3: yeah.
0: but title but i think people are realizing this is what i'm going into mm. not so much a pandemic because pandemic comes once in a lifetime almost yeah. but that what I do matters. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I guess uh, one of the the questions that comes to mind for me is like, it's kind of hard to see. Well, it's, it's it's clear to see for us that, I guess, for the healthcare professionals that are on the front lines, how they are serving at the capacity mm-hmm. they are they can for the mission and for meaning and purpose and such like that. But I guess for those of us that find themselves cooped up at home, you know and it's like maybe they feel because i think some of the things that i feel maybe are like it's not so much that it's like loneliness or isolation but also that it's powerlessness and you know like lack of control and like just not having the ability to do and maybe for some it's that even though they want to partake in the mission it's like what we are called to do it right now is to just, like, stay away from people and, like, be in our houses mm-hmm. and, um, you know, self-quarantine for the sake of the large community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's kind of like, you know, we all want to partake in the mission and we all want to also um, be that light at the same time. And so is there, is there something that you feel that the spirit might be doing in that in those areas also? Or is, you know, is there like a...
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, definitely because more than ever... Um, Although it doesn't replace real relationships, right? Mm -hmm. But um, we're connected more than ever before. Mm. Like, I am not a healthcare professional, Mm. right? I'm a pastor, but I've spoken to, and I'm quarantined, right? But I have spoken to way more people around this time than I have Well, I speak to a lot of people in general, but I spoke (laughs) to people that I haven't spoken to. In a long time. In a long time. Yeah. And it kind of brings me back to the dream, I think, um, we shared in the last podcast Mm -hmm. about you will come across four categories of people. And one of the categories um, was the group of people that you once knew, but you haven't talked to. Mm -hmm. That they're in your life, but they never integrated into faith. Yeah. And also the other category was people that you've known that you've met somehow in the church context, but you haven't because they kind of faded out from their journey with Christ. So I've talked talked to um, both of those categories. Mm,
1: So you feel like... uh, Because I also think the same thing. I think one of the things that this pandemic is revealing for us is just the importance of relationship. Just how, I guess it goes to show that when, you know, a a lot of us might feel that there are things on the line for us at this Mm. point in time that you you can kind of see more clearly the things that are the most important. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think relationships have been one of those things that I've noticed also from this quarantine. I've noticed, you know, I want to talk to somebody I haven't talked to in a while because Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're doing. I don't know how they're handling their situation, how their family is doing and such Mm -hmm. like that. And it kind of brings out this... Um, I think this underlying desire that we all know that we have, but sometimes dismiss because of our busyness and like mm-hmm. all the things that we have to do. But once we have like nothing to do and we're at home all day, it's kind of like, Oh, I forgot that I cared about this person or mm-hmm. I forgot that, you know, I like love people and I want to spend time with them and talk to them and mm-hmm. such like that. You know, it's like the, that was one of the things that I think um, have been one of those, i guess blessings in disguise in such a way because i'm Mm. spending more time with my friends in ways that are creative or ways Mm. that i didn't think about because i was too stubborn to think about it that way before like Mm -hmm. i would have never really talked to people online but now i'm doing it all the time (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. like and there are ways in which that we are trying our best to connect and yeah i I think that's also something that i'm noticing
0: yeah because if you're not An essential worker per Mm se um working you know the job that you normally do probably in a even a it's probably a lot busier definitely a lot busier in the hospitals um in stores deliveries like all sorts of jobs essential jobs right um if you're not in that arena and you're quarantined at home you actually do have more time because yeah. there's no time of commuting.
3: Definitely, there's yeah. no
0: time of just the extra things that would normally take up time. Right. So, and also, it's not that we tend to do things more when there is more time. Mm-hmm. I think we have ability to fill up time with all sorts of great things. Yeah, you things, know, yeah. some things that are useful, some things are not so useful. Mm. But I think the barrier of you know barrier that's usually there whether it's busyness that Mm -hmm. leads to like forgetfulness taking things for granted or just even social anxiety in a way i feel like because the need for connection is has been has become so apparent Mm -hmm. the barrier have barrier has like literally fizzled out yeah right and it just for the first time in a long time, it just makes sense to reach out to someone and it doesn't seem weird, mm-hmm. you know? I'm Whereas sure. before, it just, w- it was like, oh, what's the reason? Like, yeah. what's the catch? Like, what's the agenda? But reaching out to someone just makes sense mm-hmm. in this time, right? Right. Which I also was thinking about this too, but like, scripture's always telling us to reach out to others, you know? Mm-hmm. To love others, to um, gather and all sorts, right? Of connection with people and to share faith and you know, but it's not that scripture is telling us to do that more per se.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The life that we're realizing now in Christ of need and mission is really the life that even on a you know, do you know what I mean? It yeah. I feel like it just goes back and forth, but like this life that we get to live in examination and crisis is really the life that we're called to live throughout our whole lives Mm. so i was just like thinking about that too do you know what i'm do you know what i mean like
1: on a normal like whatever quote-unquote normal day before like this is this was our call to begin with
0: yeah Yeah. like without the barriers without the social anxiety without you know so much on the line or shame to even reach out to people Mm. like I know that when all the, when this whole thing just disappears and it it is only temporary mm. all those barriers will slowly go back up if yeah. not in a day in a moment mm-hmm. and things will become more distant and you know things yeah. will go back to normal yeah no matter how something seems it ha- it always just kind of goes back to normal right
3: mm-hmm.
0: but i just f- I guess I just I just wish in some ways that I could hold on to this reality yeah. that people need each other and that we need to reach out to one another, that we need others to reach out to us, mm-hmm. that we need one another to walk in faith, to grow. <clears throat> so I was just kind of thinking about that as well because in many ways... It is it is a blessing in disguise in the fact that it makes us really live life the way that it's meant to. Hmm. It's just very unfortunate of the circumstance that it's brought out what's yeah. really meaningful.
1: Don't, don't you think it's usually in extreme <clears throat> circumstances that these things, like I guess the things that matter the most in life do get highlighted more? I mean, because does it, because I think I agree with you in the sense that this is, this is, even though the the environment and the current situation doesn't necessarily say this but it is almost like a beautiful thing that people are kind of on the offensive about relationship like they are you know trying to relate more connect more than ever before and you know to keep that momentum alive is like would be a wonderful thing but you know does don't you don't you feel like it's usually because of extreme circumstances and such like that that we have these realizations. Like it's almost like the ebb and flow of things.
0: Yeah. I think because it becomes clear that we need an anchor more than ever. Right. When things are so shaky. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, scripture says, and James one, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. Mm. Um, for, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So definitely. But I remember reading this in times, I mean right now it just is, I, I'm i looking for opportunity. I'm looking at it as an opportunity. Yeah. Because I'm at a place where I could see that you know <clears throat> I could see that it is an opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah scripture talks about
3: that. Mm-hmm.
0: But To honestly tell you, when things are going well, I'm not looking forward to hard times or troubles. I'm not, you know, I'm not that saintly that I'm asking God, Lord, you know, reveal through the troubles how you could refine my faith. I'm just thanking God that things are good. Right. So, but there is a blessing in disguise that it is, there is an opportunity of great joy Mm. in the hard times.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I think that perspective, you know, when we read that in times that are good, I think you're, I agree. It's like, it's not like nobody, nobody really wishes there to be a plague all of a sudden to bring us closer together. I don't think that's like Mm -hmm. what people want. But I think this is, this text that you just read is one of those things that I I think we're experiencing almost in real time today. Because like, I think when the reality of this pandemic settled in, in just like the span of two or three weeks in our country um everybody was gripped with fear and panic and you know we didn't really know where to look or Mm -hmm. what to do or how long it was yeah you know it's just like yeah we still don't Mm -hmm. know it's like everything just blows up in uncertainty and i think a lot of people are fearing for their like livelihoods you know and their lives also i think there are uh necessary lives on the line but it's like What I think this sermon also reminded me of is, like, who are we as believers during these times? And um, are we able to see, you know, hope? And are we able to reach out and look up, like Dr. Sammy said, to the one that provides our strength and our hope during these times so that others may also see that there is hope and such? And it's, like, I think one of the things about this sermon is, or, like, even that text is that, you know, That Is why we have to Continue To Look up And like Cling to God Despite the circumstances And despite How we might feel About our faith today It is like a Call to action And a mobilization About how we can Represent Christ During these You know Tumultuous times Right It's like Can we Can we endure Difficult moments And can we Cling to Closer to God And closer to people During these times And I think if we can see that joy that um, I guess James was James right I guess James was Mm -hmm. talking about it's like then we can find hope in all circumstances we can find light in all circumstances and you know without that then we are kind of destitute and hopeless but you know there there has to be hope and we have to continue to hold on to hope through this all otherwise it just kind of all blows up into more and more chaos and I I think the people that are representing that hope in our healthcare professionals and people at home that are doing their best to, um, you know, just kind of like, I guess, keep it together during these difficult times is how we are reminded of, like, God's provision and His sovereignty and, you know, I guess mercy and grace also through all this.
3: hmm
0: Yeah, I think for the first time, it's... I feel like also... Um, people of faith could seem a little bit out of place because fear is so rampant. Mm. It's like almost like the culture is anxiety driven for the sake of awareness. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. There's so many articles. and I think it's very necessary. Like there are so many articles constantly being poured out about, you know, cases after cases yeah. of deaths. and someone testing positive, you know, to COVID-19. And that's important because social distancing is so necessary, right? Mm -hmm. That in the midst of all those articles, which I want to emphasize, it is necessary, and the awareness is necessary, that it almost seems like those who have faith could seem like... Um very yeah
1: like nonchalant about it or
0: no almost like not nonchalant yeah maybe and nonchalant indifferent
1: yeah or like it's apathetic like apathetic about it yeah it's not apathetic but you know like
0: yeah and i'm not and i guess i'm not talking about like the spring breakers in like yeah <laughs> i'm not talking about spring breakers in florida or yeah. like the bahamas or right you know i'm not talking about people who are reckless and just yeah you know skateboarding in groups or playing basketball yeah. outside when constantly people are being told and reminded to social yeah. distance, right? I'm not talking about recklessness, but like there are even... When faith rises, when there's wilderness, it seems like, okay, but why? Yeah, You should be thinking about safety. Yeah. You should be thinking about... You should be more aware of what's going on in the world. Right, It could seem...
1: Like, our heads are in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we just... It's like, oh, everything's going to be okay. I mean, it's like... Because I could, I could see that. Because it's like, we're almost expecting that things are going to smooth over. And, like, God is... Well, we're in God's hands, so, like, it's going to be taken care of. But that could seem, like, lackadaisical and irresponsible of the given circumstances to others.
3: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just trying to highlight what you were talking
0: yeah. about. Yeah. But, you know, but I feel like this is the thing, though. Like, faith is not because everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Faith is because ultimately there is a peace and a love that is above the safety of this world, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm talking about people who are finding that face and peace and courage in the midst of the storm. Mm -hmm. It could almost seem like when there was a storm and Jesus was taking a nap under the boat Mm -hmm. and people were like really scared and they're like, Jesus, like there's a storm. Why are you sleeping?
3: Yeah,
0: And... It could almost seem that way. And yeah. Jesus was probably... He he knows he can walk on water. He can stop the storm and command it. But for him, he was taking his nap. Yeah. And it could seem almost reckless, right? right? But... I feel like just like spring, I feel like, you know... And that's the other thing. In the midst of like beauty is rising, the there's a disease sweeping through our nation, anxiety sweeping through our nation... And people are not outside as much. I mean we could do better, I think, in social distancing of parks and playgrounds and but people are mostly home. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of like that movie, you know, nineteen twelve is it? Is it nineteen eighteen? The war movie? Nineteen twelve, I think. Nineteen twelve. Where you see so many fields of flower and rivers and streams, but there's like a war going on. I, always, I, I watched that movie and I just thought, I know this is like a really morbid, like gory time, mm-hmm. but I I was so weirded out. And I think, I guess that's kind of like the effect yeah, and the reality the of what it was. The contrast was just kind of crazy how beautiful it was.
3: Right.
0: And, um, but it almost feels like in that way, but in a positive way, I feel like flowers are blooming in the midst of green. Mm-hmm. Like crocuses, you know, that's like the very first flower that blooms. I guess to you... The
1: I, I know that now. <laughs> I oh, okay. I don't know what that was.
0: Well, it's also um, the flower. The certain crocuses is where um, saffron comes from. Oh, is I mean, it? Connect- saffron is the the spice it's that... For, the, for like, for like the, and yes, and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so maybe in connection to food, it's maybe more relevant. Right. But crocus is the very flower that stems up. It's like, it sprouts up. It's like the purple ones and the white ones. Oh, I ones. just took
1: pictures of those. Oh, really? They're in my house.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: It, so I know what they are, yeah.
0: Yeah, they sprout up out of nowhere. It's like, you think it's winter, and then it's like, boom. And you're like, whoa, spring must yeah, be they're coming. Yeah, like, they grow
1: in bunches, kind of like this. Like, mm-hmm. just like, 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 I don't know. I'm going to have to look at that picture right, later.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I guess I'll just say, like, out of nowhere in the wilderness, like, flowers start sprouting up, and it almost seems like... uh. Is this global warming? What's going on? This yeah. seems a little out of place, but I feel like there there's faith rising mm. of people, and it's not in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the wilderness, and it's just the beginning mm. of these blossoms, you know, mm. coming forth. Yeah. And soon it will be a full blown spring, when it's gonna be beautiful. Right. But and I think the first in every community or first in any cluster of community or group or people it always seems out of place like why do you have faith when everyone is afraid yeah it could almost seem irrelevant yeah and even reckless but when i studied the face of people it's not so much like well, it's not because nothing could happen to me. It's not positivity per se. Yeah,
1: or optimism. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not optimism, optimism. Like
0: no, I'm. You know, it's inevitable. Nothing's gonna happen to me or my family. But it's more like, despite what could happen, there's a peace, hmm. and there's a clinging on to God. That God, I'm gonna hold on to you, as I did before what is the difference that i wouldn't hold on to you now Mm. i need you more than ever and i'm talking about that face yeah not in spite not in circumstance not because of circumstance not because out of circumstance but because of who god is right i'm talking about that face yeah it seems out of place but i see it blooming up and i feel like God is also doing that work. You mm. know, we were scared, but we are anchored. Christ is our anchor. And as we're reminded of that,
3: mm.
0: that power saves us. It redeems us, you know, but also lifts us up and gives us power. You know, His power is made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. So I see spring of people of God rising up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the hope mm. too. Not sure how we got there but that's oh, like yeah. the image that i've been right. thinking about it's mm-hmm. not that it's not like it is not like my set my seven-year-old who only realizes that there's an epidemic when he can't order something he wants because a lot of restaurants closing
3: yeah.
0: he's fine because everything is just he's covered he's protected he's enjoying his you know, shows and drawing and eating, whatever he wants. But it's he only realizes that sometimes like, what, I can't order, we can't eat that? Why not? Oh, I hate this coronavirus. He'll say that. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about unawareness. I'm not talking about like
3: child-likeness
0: of that sort. But it is in that, in the awareness of it all, that there's a childlike face. Like, oh, God is good no matter what. Right. In spite of what could happen. Mm-hmm. But there's also faith that God is carrying people through. Yeah, You know, it's like, I think there's two things, right? Trusting that God is the only one who could get us through this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But also trusting that in spite of what is going on and what is happening and what could happen, putting our trust in the Lord. Yeah, I think those are the two challenges, but also it is what God wants to accomplish in us. Right. That we, no matter what materialism, what entitlement we're losing,
3: Mm. that
0: we would put our trust in Him. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think... um, Well, I agree because I think that is... Like, it is... It's like these moments that kind of define whether our faith is going to be bolstered or it's going to falter, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess what well because you know it's refreshing to hear that take from you because it's kind of like you can see maybe from the other side of the endurance race that like you know god is good despite the circumstances or despite the storms but i guess there are many of us also and like i feel like this was me before i even heard this sermon was just kind of like i i feel more on the lacking of faith side of things where it's kind of like oh man like can, can i be the person that even still finishes the race despite the fact that i know that god is good i know and uh i'm aware that things are in control It that well he's in control of these things that you know we have no control over but can i say even despite the storm that i have this faith in god that everything's going to pan out the way it, it should or it will um and i don't know i feel like this was kind of one of those moments that i feel like the challenge is that am i able to trust god no matter what will i be able to trust god do i have the character and the capacity to um with everything taken away to continue to worship and praise the god who is good um and th- i guess that's a, a th- the same challenge but it, like the different part or like the i guess the second leg of what's going on for believers right mm-hmm. it's like
0: or the struggle it yeah, sounds like yeah mm-hmm. the struggle
1: cuz i think it's like um Maybe, and this is just from like my own thoughts and stuff like this, but it's kind of like it's only getting more difficult, or it's like it's only, or because it's so difficult right now that it's kind of hard to see that, you know, God is good, right? Even though it's like you know that God is good, it's kind of the feeling of that, you know, I don't really know what is going on, I'm very confused. Um, and, you know, maybe I don't have as much faith as I thought I did because that was kind of like the crossroads that I felt like I was at, like pretty much during the weekend. Um, and I guess I was just wondering if you had words about that or because it's, I think it's almost disheartening to know that I didn't, I lacked so much faith or that I felt like despite the circumstances and, uh, what's going on around me and and like, you know, that I felt god didn't have my back like just put it putting it bluntly you know that that was a general feeling um and i know that cognitively it's not true i'm not i'm like i'm not saying or i don't feel like that i was speaking on behalf of god's character in that way but it was just that feeling that it's like i this is harder than i thought it was going to be this is a confusing time um am i able to still put my faith in god and like give him control even during these times when uh, I feel like I'm trying to survive, or trying to scramble, or like trying to like think of alternatives and things like that. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah,
0: I think you're talking about the temptation of entitlement, right? Yeah. Because entitlement says that God, um, why are you doing this? This is unfair. Mm-hmm. Things should be good. It's, it's it's an entitlement of no suffering right. per se. And the application of that temptation and the message was to overcome by remembering who God is yeah. and what God has done.
3: Mm.
0: And to not forget who He was before right. addressing the believers, right? So I think if we speak in terms of a pandemic, historically it's happened before. Mm. Right? There have been pandemics, like there have been different plagues. Right. And um and pandemic just seems like it's the worst thing in the world, but actually people were suffering even before this pandemic. Yeah. Like sometimes we think like so black and white, I think. Mm. Like we think, Oh, this pandemic is happening, so we forget that there were people who are already sick fighting each day mm. to sh- to live. Yeah physically right and that hospital beds are made of people who are sick and but i think a lot of times we think oh this is happening this is affecting me so the world is taken over by just corona
3: virus yeah, right
0: but i think fear does that mm-hmm. i think fear has a way of making us angry frustrated and panic in a way all logic all remembrance of truth goes out the door yeah and that's why i think it's important to just pause and go back Mm -hmm. again the application is the same as it was yesterday today and forever the application is always to remember what god has done Mm -hmm. who god is because to him pandemic is nothing more difficult than the crisis that you and i were in you know individually because of something else Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're always looking to compare. Yeah. But for God, there is no comparison. For God, it is all the same. Mm-hmm. You know? He is over and above all things. Yeah. So it doesn't change at all the character of God and the goodness of God. Yeah. No matter what the size of the crisis. Mm-hmm. So I think what I have to say about that is just a reminder. We have to return to remembering who God was Mm -hmm. and who god is yeah and to the only way i think to overcome anger frustration and panic is to really stop to be still and to remember and know that god is who that it is that god is in control
3: yeah
1: that he is who he is yeah Yeah.
0: because if we don't we'll just be kind of like What is that phrase? Chicken without its head? Yeah,
1: chicken with its head cut off. Yeah, chicken
0: with its head cut off. Yeah. Or deer caught in a headlight. And we see a lot of those because we've been taking a lot of walks. And it's funny how deers just look at you. I always wonder why deers do that. But scientifically, supposedly, they literally go in panic mode. And they can't turn away once they look at you. Like, once they see a headlight, that's why they stop. Because... Mm. Deers feel panic right away. So they panic and stare.
3: Uh.
0: And that's why I'll oftentimes they'll get hit by a car.
3: Mm.
0: But we see that. We'll be walking our dog and we'll see a lot of deers, right? We'll see a deer and it will literally look at us and I'm like, okay, run away. Yeah. Come on, we're coming forth. Just run, run away. But I'll stare. It's because they're panicking. But panic does that. Fear does that. It makes us kind of crippled in one place but Mm. we can overcome fear by remembering right the application is simple as always Mm -hmm. and that is the fortress and the fortification we need
1: yeah yeah i think that's like a that is that's a such a good reminder because i think it's like for like uh, the stark contrast for me before and even after hearing this message was just kind of like understanding for myself that this is um a refinement process and whether you refinement process, yeah a refinement mm-hmm. process. because i think it's kind of like you you can think something about yourself when things are good like when things are easy going, and you like everything's still in your control kind of like me having a job and like school and such like it still kind of felt like some semblance of i'm going in the right direction or you know mm-hmm. i'm things are okay right but then it's it's in the i guess it's in these pockets and moments where it's just like everything goes like absolutely out the window and you're just kind of left with the evaluation of like because i think for me what was really uh visceral was just how much i felt like i didn't i didn't i didn't feel i could trust god and it was like a it was almost sad Mm. and and when i was because when i was sitting and thinking about it i was just like wow i thought i was this person that could like despite any storm, I could weather it, like, despite mm-hmm. any circumstance, I could be, still, like, proudly say, like, you know, God is good, you know? You know, kind of, like, like reflecting on, like, the book of Job and stuff like that. You know, you just kind of want to, to be a person that just had such a stout faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like these, these kind of moments reveal our weaknesses and, like, just how, I guess, small our faith could be when... When push comes to shove and our backs are against the wall um, and, that, and this is why, this is exactly why we turn to a savior and this is exactly why uh, we look to Christ who, you know, th- doesn't fold under this kind of pressure, you know, because it could feel mm-hmm. like the walls are closing in and you know, when you are panicking and you are stricken by fear, it's like you just don't really know where to turn when you can't really rely on yourself anymore mm-hmm. or the things around you and, you know, something as simple as just looking up can be so refreshing cuz it's not like as Christians and as believers we haven't heard this before you know it's not like this is something new or revelatory in that sense but it's it's something that's just so consistent i think and the knowing and the like snapping back to reality that god who is good is with you no matter how no matter what you might be feeling or no matter what your circumstances are I think is just kind of a sobering reality because it brought me to a place where I was like, man, I know I was just kind of freaking out. <laughs> like, mm. they just put it bluntly, it was just like I was freaking out. And I know God is good. But even in that moment, I just couldn't snap out of it and, you know, see that, you know, God has provided for me and God has always been there for me. And I can trust in God no matter what happens. And, you know, like, I needed a reminder. Like, I needed... Uh, discernment, and I needed people around me to remind me that, you know, things, first of all, aren't as bad as they seem, and second of all is that, you know, God is trustworthy, his character is solid, like, time and time again with the Israelites came through, despite how they might have been feeling, like, whether it's, like, moody, anxious, angry, and stuff like that, or just frustrated, it's, like, even despite these things, like, what I'm starting to see even like post the sermon, just like how well provided I am and uh, just how much I am being taken care of by people around me and like my family and friends. Um, things that I just forgot were also blessings in my life, not just my job or like the state, the current state of how school was going or like the gym and things like that. There are like these other things that, you know, God, I feel like has been speaking to me to remind me of his goodness and his provision and that, you know, that we can begin to or not even begin or we can really see that God is our hope and our strength in these moments like you were saying because you know I think for many of us or like for a lot of people it could feel like that it's foolishness to kind of not be scared or like to live your life as if you know things are just going to magically get all better and stuff like that but it's not that's not really the case With God. It's just that we know that what we have with God is enough. And, you know, that is our sustenance and that is our, like, living water, like Dr. Sammy said.
0: Yeah, as scripture says, too. Yeah, scripture scripture. says. But, yeah, I mean, he talked about that, right? Because ultimately we need the living water. Hmm. Because this is something we, it reminds us as, yeah, so going back to it, we could say it's an opportunity, but at the end of the day, it is a pandemic. Yeah. And, we're at the very beginning of this quarantine. I think the expectation is like maybe May, July. May, June, yeah. And I think even the thought of that could really scare people because uh, people could feel like, I just feel like I'm starting to think clearly. Can I do this longer? And the mm. longer it gets, it, it could become harder. Yeah. And, um, but, and yeah, that's why we need the living water because it's not something we're going to get be able to get through on mm-hmm. our own. You know, I think that's as as clear as day, yeah. you know. It's not something we can overcome on our own, and this is why we need a savior, this is why we need the Lord. We need to look up because even looking in looking around, ultimately we're going to have to find that source from mm-hmm. him. And You know, as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about two things. Um, When I hear you share that, I think what you're saying is that you struggled at first and you panicked at first. And in terms of like scriptural of what we have been going through as a church is that temptation is being tempted is not sin itself. Yeah we are tempted because of sin in us but like okay we're tempted to for evil we're tempted for weakness right yeah. but t- being tempted itself is not sin right yeah. but it's in that temptation the choice we can make to look up to remember to not hoard but to be generous mm-hmm. to, pres- to um, instead of preserving to reach out to do the mission, mm-hmm. I think that's the turning point we're talking about, right? Yeah. What will we do? You know, will we look up or will we continue to panic? Yeah. And you know, there's practical ways of doing that. I think we could read up on facts and truths of what's really happening and yeah. not, you know, and I said this to several people <laughs> You know, don't read anecdotal articles. Right. They're literally made to kind of stir up fear.
1: Yeah. And sensationalize or, Yes. Yeah.
0: What's happening. And um it's not always helpful. As people people think I need to stay close to the news mm-hmm. and read everything because I might miss out on what I need to know. Mm-hmm. But over Overall, it is the same thing that we should social distance yeah, and that this ep- this epidemic is serious yeah, and in order to not make the healthcare system overwhelmed, we need to do our part, yeah, right so and everything in between that, I think it's important what source we draw from
3: yeah
0: um because there is a science and a math to it, and there is a logic to it, and there is um, practicality, and there is also proven
3: yeah.
0: things. And I think we should stick to that and not so much all the flaring um, things, right? Because I think, yeah, so there's practical ways of going about it, mm-hmm. of wisdom and discretion of all of that. And to not stir into panic, but to maybe bring it in and yeah. bring logic and reality. Yeah. Um, Even that, but even in that, but beyond what we rely on in terms of truth, like that's important. News is important, but the turning point is really recognizing we can't do this on our own.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: That we need the Lord Mm -hmm. each day. And I think it's also very timely that as Christians all over the world are going through Lent and remembering that Jesus has overcome death, Mm -hmm. that Jesus has overcome um everything every temptation and he (laughs) and that we could rely on him
3: Hmm.
0: and he is the living water yeah you know like toilet paper could run out
3: yeah
0: you know like you know i think we tried to order from our favorite chinese food restaurant recently we Mm. couldn't and we were surprised because you know that everything closes and chinese restaurants do not close
1: except chinese new year
0: Yes, except for Chinese New Year. But even some places they don't close because it's like a huge staple Mm -hmm. of takeout, but it was closed. So, yeah, I think it's a turning point of realizing that we're not going to get through this by just the comforts of this world or the fillers of the day. Mm -hmm. But... It's literally going to be. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the words that come from the mouth of God. Yeah. By the power and the spirit and the presence of God, we will get through this mm. each day. So yeah, mm. forty days of um, Lenten reading is helpful.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, because in the end, um, Jesus overcomes. Yeah. No matter what happens, he overcomes. Right. Yeah. So. I think that's that that's what I hear when, you know, you're sharing about that, that there was panic at first, but you came to a point where you had to look up mm-hmm. and realize truth again and that because I think it could go the other way too, you it know. Could, I think yeah. that's what you're also talking about. It's kinda like in between maybe this, but the second thing I was gonna say is, you know, the temptation also reveals why we say we trust God, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we trust God for the things that we can get from God. And I think even the temptation for prosperity and flourishing with no suffering, Mm -hmm. flourishing and not suffering um, is often the reason for many turning to Christ, right? And there's nothing wrong with turning to Christ and finding Christ as Savior in crisis. Mm -hmm. But when it becomes only that, I think then you're building your house on sand. Yeah. It will crumble, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think in the midst of... So I think there is that. And maybe there's a third of... We, I think it's important to realize that our faith and how we stand is also not based on our own righteousness. Yeah, That when we fail, it's not like, oh, what's wrong with me that I cannot... Overcomes. i thought i was better than this but beyond the reflection i think an examination looking up also means that we stand and we're able we're able to withstand hard times Mm -hmm. and stand in christ because of what he has done and who he is yeah and not at all because you know we've been building a fortress to overcome Mm -hmm. you know and i think ultimately that's what it is like character and overcoming temptation is about turning to Christ mm-hmm. and to who he is again. Yeah, I agree. And it is not about our strengths per se. Right. So I think, you know, all those things, the temptation always is to fall into fatalism, but mm-hmm. the direction changes, trajectory changes as we turn to God. Yeah. And I think that's why it was so important that this message um, was shared because yeah. People are kind of at that first phase mm-hmm. and it could go all sorts of directions. But God is wanting us to overcome first phase into second phase. Yeah. And we might come back to the first phase again when things get a little hard. Mm-hmm. But to look up and overcome again yeah. on a daily basis. And His mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how you know josh actually is doing remote learning and he wrote about his favorite thing about spring is that flowers begin to blossom and they look like balloons and fidgets colorful fidget spinners in the trees and i just thought oh that's a very interesting way at it. but i'm yeah. like i can see it because it almost it. feels like that when yeah. everything starts blooming fidget spinners yeah. <laughs> but we can rise from this yeah In Christ alone. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's the message that we can share. You Mm -hmm. know, what is this hope and joy you have in this time? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you're not struggling, but like people might be wondering that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great um, opportunity for faith to shine, Mm -hmm. you know? And even though we're quarantined, we're meant to be a, a light that shines. Yeah. So if we're hiding that, then, well... We need to, you know, what is it? Show the light. Yeah. So I think it's important that we all come to a place as believers where we're able to overcome, Mm -hmm. even if we struggle, to overcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Amen. So, you know, I know, Joe, we kind of just, you know, bypassed through this one thing you said, Mm -hmm. but I want to bring it back because it is the story of many. Many are kind of afraid. And frustrated about that, you know, their financial um, security, right? right. Um, I know that our listeners know that you are a student, but you also work in a restaurant part time mm-hmm. to make ends uh, ends meet, yeah, ends meet right? right? And many restaurants have closed, mm-hmm. and it affected you. Yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, so the re i think the reason why i keep saying that this is like the hardest lens of all time is because of uh the the thing that i gave up was worrying about my finances and worrying about my money mm-hmm. um you know i think you know the money kind of has a connotation of uh security and so when dr i and at first when i didn't know what to give up for len and dr sammy preached and kind of spoke about how like we put our trust in you know banks or the mar- the market and such like that. Mm-hmm. I think it revealed something about me that even though I thought that explicitly I wasn't really materialistic or extravagant with money, it's like I had this sense that I relied on having money so that I can be like independent or can live my life in such a way or like take care of myself and people around me. And so it's like there ha- there was like this heavy connotation that i was relying on um but i lost my job through uh this covid 19 pandemic mm. and it was it was really tough it rattled me a lot because i think along with it it just kind of swept away any kind of uh comfort or just any like relief for or for for lack of a better term it's just I i relied on having, like, a weekly income to kind of carry me through uh, my week and such. So with that gone, it was just kind of like, oh, I I have nothing. and <laughs> Like, I, I don't have much anymore. I didn't even have the gym, which was, like, I guess my second go-to because they closed, mm-hmm. too. Um, and so I was just kind of left without any of my devices of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I panicked. Like, I, I think I was really gripped with fear. Um, I didn't know what to do or like like you know i just started falling into this like cycle of thinking about how am i gonna make money like again like the scheming and the plotting came up again like i gotta get figure out a new job kind of thing like how Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to like like forego school for a bit like there was just like these like like really really dark thoughts and like despairing thoughts and i i think it was just kind of difficult for me to bring myself out of that i didn't really like i think i Mm. was panicking straight through until i heard the sermon and
3: Mm.
1: you know i think i i felt like i was kind of at a place where it was it was really difficult for me to choose god in that moment um but what was really encouraging and i guess what just kind of really spoke to me and my heart during the sermon was that you know god pulled through for the israelites even despite how you know angry moses was or like Mm -hmm. how irritable and frustrated the israelites were with their circumstances and like Mm -hmm. god still provided water and you know he was the full supply even though they were weak and didn't have or felt like they didn't have enough and i felt like i didn't have enough you know Mm -hmm. and so when I heard this term it was just like oh man, like I I forgot again, like that it doesn't really matter what I feel or like it doesn't really matter that I feel this way. I think I one of what money kinda of represented to me was self reliance and that like I had the willpower and the resolve to weather any storm and to figure it out and you know, mm-hmm. even though it gets tough I can still say like God mm-hmm. is good because it you know, I say that God is good. But it it doesn't really work like that because it, it just kind of revealed, I think, a character flaw or, like, just the fact that, like, I, I am weak in character and I don't have, like, the strongest resolve and, like, the smallest, you know, insecurity or the, like, small crack in the armor can just, like, expose, like, mm. how I really felt, which was just, like, really afraid and, you know, confused and, you know, mm. um, not all put together at all. And so when i heard the sermon and you know it really is a reflection of like how i guess i thought i would i would be the hero and i would be the one to choose god all the time but mm. you know that's not the case here it's just like it's it's that god's grace and mercy is new and is with me every day you know i
3: mm.
1: i don't I, I still to this day i don't really know what's going to happen but i think like even with what's going on right now like i lost control of the things that i felt like i had control over Mm -hmm. and i am at the mercy and like in the hands of others like my family uh, my friends uh, and the people that love me and i love supporting me it's like a really strange thing because like what i couldn't see at first before this sermon was that i still had much Mm. because i thought like all i really had was like money gym and school like or like you know mm-hmm. and all those things are just kind of like wiped off out of my life you know mm-hmm. so um, what was funny afterwards was just like oh i saw that i was eating really well at home and i had a home like i have friends that i'm talking to right now because we have nothing else to do and we have a lot mm-hmm. of time to kill so what else are we gonna do other than try to find more ways to kill time together i don't mm-hmm. know it's just like these things that I've forgotten that are the blessings I have, not because I was self-reliant and built these things by myself, but, you know, I, w- I was given. And that's the character of God, to me, that was a reminder that this mm-hmm. uh, these are things that will be given and continue to be given, even mm-hmm. despite how I might feel about my circumstance and stuff. And so, you know, I was beating myself up about, like, not being able to choose God and, like, choosing faith. But I think, like that that that's like a no factor even in this case because it's it's not i didn't like get anything out of a decision to like you know choose faith or choose god it was all these things were already handed to me and given to me before any of those before any determination or decision so it's been tough because i think uh i think with how God was speaking to me and the spirit was speaking to me about this Lent season was already strong, like powerful enough. Like, Oh, what I have to figure out is like taking care of how I treat money and like not letting that be an idol. Mm -hmm. But I think it just went like deeper than that. It was just like, it just, this pandemic, I think revealed like just how much I couldn't see that my life was really dependent on god you know mm. i think uh like i failed to see it i just thought like i was doing what i had to do kind of thing and like i built my character this kind of stuff and um all that just went away with all the things that i placed my trust in and like all i can really have is trusting god because he's been there he's mm-hmm. he's done this before he's provided for me always and um that's why i felt like the sermon was so palpable and like so so resonant for me because i think it's something that Dr. Sammy said where, you know, it's even despite your fears or your feelings and such, like God still provides and it's still the full supply, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. um Trick question. Rhetorical question? Rhetorical question? But yes. reflective question. Uh, what well, God has spoken to us prior to this pandemic. What God has begun speaking into our souls, convicting our souls through the the um, going through the temptations mm. series and um, what to fast, mm. the things that we believed were led by His Spirit, right? Proven then before the pandemic, are they true now?
1: Um.
0: Or because of circumstance, does it change? No. You're right. Uh, Yes, that is the right answer. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, bread, you know, we've been eating a lot of sandwiches, so I know. Like, (sighs) we buy, usually we get one bread, but we've been eating more sandwiches than Mm. other things. So we've been getting bread. And sometimes excess bread rots, right? Because you Mm -hmm. don't get to it. Bread rots, but does the word of God still prevail over time? over a pandemic, is mm. his word still true as it was true before the pandemic? Yes. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So what God has been doing, is it true now in us? Or does it change because this pandemic has taken over the nation mm. and globally? No. Is God still doing what he said he would do prior to pandemic? Yes. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Because I think that a lot of times when hard things happen, we could think that the work of God becomes obsolete. Mm -hmm. But actually, that's what Jesus says. And he declares that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God will never rot. And it will accomplish what it has spoken to do. So... What God is has God foreseen all of this in His goodness and in His justice? Definitely. Hmm. But the work of God continues. So I think it's important that, you know, as our community um, and you know listeners listen um to this and are reminded of who God is, that we continue in the fast and the work of what God has whispered mm. prior to all of this and to trust in His work in us and to trust the process
3: yeah.
0: because He is accomplishing something that we cannot on our own. He's redeeming us and saving us in ways that we, nev- we have not foreseen. Yeah. He is um, developing us, building us so that we could shine the mm. light of Christ so that we can do his will and do his work and so that he can come through as champion mm-hmm. as provider as you know our full supply as mm-hmm. our living water so i want to encourage and uh, encourage the listeners to continue in the work that god has started yeah. prior to this in the lent season mm-hmm. Amen. and to reflect back before before everything crashed down, what was God saying to me? And that it is true today as it was then. Hmm. Because it is not a defense mechanism that we choose to fast Hmm. or a, a certain type of mechanism to get us through. You know, or that would be comfort other than the Lord himself, right? That would be materialism of some sort. But we are being led and trusting in the living God and He is at work.
3: Hmm.
0: I think for me, that was important. And also, you know, something that I personally was really reflecting through all of this is, I know not to worry, but the tone, God, like, it's hard to understand what tone I should take through all of it.
3: Hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Because... You know, it's very nuanced what's happening. It's meaning like it's affecting people very differently. Yeah. Some people are called to um, distance, and I mean, okay, I want to say that clearly, but some people are being called to stay inside. Whether uh, while others are being called outside, mm-hmm. you know. So it's very nuanced. And then you could say distance, 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 but people have families yeah. that are out there. You right. know. And what is the purpose of the church? What is essential? Like, these are the things. A lot of times we could look at it black and white and kind of just close our eyes to the nuance of it. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, there are people in between. People who are exposed. People who will have to decontaminate to be able to come in again. And people who will go out again. And people who have to work because the city has to run. Like, you know what I mean? It's so nuanced and for me in the midst of all of that, and even being pastor of a community of so many healthcare workers, right? It's the question I've been asking myself is what kind of tone um, does God like require of me, you know? Yeah. And now I'm not talking about like, well, you should be that way. I'm not talking about that, but God, what, it is, what is it that you're saying about, that
3: Mm
0: -hmm. and um for me the encouraging word was joshua 1 9 um when god says to joshua that um moses has died and that he has chosen him to be the leader Mm -hmm. of the people and he tells him he said first obey me in all earth all circumstances and obey me fully and I I will come through. He you know, he promises that and he says be bold. Be bold and courageous for I am with you wherever you go. Mm. And for me that hit me really hard because it kind of woke me up from just kind of trying to figure out everything, you know, kind yeah. of like the barometer of all things, you know, like what is, wh- what are you saying to me, God? And I felt God was saying, Lydia, I want you to be bold. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. I want you to be courageous because you know who I am. And I want you to remember that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want you to remind people to trust me and to obey me. That mm-hmm. nothing has changed other than the, the environment. Yeah. I have not changed. The work I am doing, I am still doing. It is not obsolete. Trust in me and obey me. Mm -hmm. You know? And for me, that was such a wake-up call and reminder and at the same time, encouragement Mm -hmm. that in this time, I can be bold. Mm -hmm. In this time, that I can stand. In this time, that I can be with heart, like courageous. You know? Mm -hmm. So for me that reminded me that it is God who is with me. Mm-hmm. It is God who walks with us. It is God who carries us through. Yeah. You know? And I think I and I just want to share that for many who are wondering I think at this point like going to different phases like then what is the attitude that we can have through all of this? Should we be in fear? Should we be What is really the wisest way to get through it? Mm -hmm. I I think some are asking that question. And God says, follow follow me fully and be bold and courageous. Trust in me and obey me Mm. as you would have yesterday. Because I am the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And my work will prevail. Mm. I will prevail, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I just remember this but um, the last service we had at the theater I remember um, sometimes I have a certain set of songs that we're singing for worship but sometimes there's like um, some songs that
1: spontaneity
0: yeah Yeah. spontaneity like it comes to my mind and I'm like oh is this something that I'm singing or is this what the spirit is saying and I actually didn't choose it into the set because the wording was very difficult in some ways because we have a lot of um um new uh seekers right and but i held on to it but it makes so much sense now but the very last sunday one of the songs i was gonna put in that i didn't put in was it is well with my soul oh yeah because i was like god why would we sing it is well with my soul it just doesn't fit in the set yeah I mean, that sounds weird that I would say to God. But you know what I mean? Because there's a flow of what God is doing. But I felt like I was saying, this song is very relevant. It was just not yet. But now, it is very relevant. Mm -hmm. That in the midst of the storm, to be able to declare and to look up and trust God and say, it is well Mm -hmm. with my soul. Right? So it was an encouragement for me too also that God is in control. He foresees all things mm. and he's not shaken by any of it. Yeah. And that's why we can look to him. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So well. thanks, Joe, for vulnerably sharing because <laughs> I know that this is, not something that happened before and has, you have overcome mm. per se, but it is something you are going through. And we know that many people are going through what you're going through. Mm. Despite, you know, all the relief funds and all of that. Right. Right now it is very, it feels very precarious mm. in that there's a lot of processing. Mm. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, so I also want to thank you and Dr. Sammy and the church because it's, This processing can't be done alone. You know, I think left to myself, this perspective wouldn't really be here with me. You know, I don't think I could hear what God is saying or doing or see what God is doing if it wasn't for, you know, people around me. Like, you know, and I'm sure many of us in our community also feel that uh, your leadership and being led by God through all this is... uh,
0: (laughs) Thank you. But yeah. that's why we need the church, right? Yeah. Because we can't realize on our own, and that's why we need to play our part, right. all of us. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yes, no, thank you for that. Um, and I think that's why we pray also for leaders, right? Yeah. So that leaders could do their job and to, to be led by God. Yeah. And um, because there's a lot going on sometimes, right? Yeah. So, appreciate the encouraging words, but also for the community to know that. You know, when a word of God is given, we can turn to it. It becomes more important than bread itself or what we need Mm -hmm. in this world. So I pray that as you hear this word, as you hear the message that you will look up Mm. and be reminded who the true champion and the hero of our faith, of our story, of our life is, of our family is. So, we pray, let's get through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, let's continue to pray for people that are working. Yeah. Let's continue to pray for healthcare workers, um, first responders, right? There are so many people that are in different positions that are serving the country right now, while others are kind of, you know unable to work. Yeah. But there are people in and out going to work and let's keep not just them but their families in prayer mm. and also let's pray for those that are getting sick mm. and um, fighting to recover because I do believe in miracles. I do believe God works in miraculous ways all according to His will but our job is to not figure out how He will do it but to turn to Him and pray. Yeah. So as a community let's Pray together all the time. I think someone said something, and I thought it was just so clever because I was running out of singing "Happy Birthday." I actually have Alexa set up in the bathroom, Uh. so that in the very beginning week, like whoever comes, like little kids, even they would wash their hands, you know, Mm. sufficiently because hand washing is could save your life and could save others' lives. So. But I'm kind of running out of... Okay, let's... that's Alexa goes, Okay, let's go happy birthday. One, two, three. And then it sings it. But someone said, How about when we wash our hands, we say a prayer?
3: Uh, And if
0: we could pray for that need, the needs are so great right now. And Mm. it's really reflected. Yeah, If we could pray in the 20 seconds, our hands will be clean. We could lift up our burdens to God, lift up others to God. I think it would be such a great... It's just Mm. a suggestion.
3: That's a good idea, though.
0: But... So if you remember, but let's remember to pray. I think something we've been practicing as a community and is um, during uh, our first cup of coffee Mm -hmm. to really remember and to pray. I think prayer is a huge part of the work of God's people. Mm -hmm. So, And let's continue to pray for the harvest because the harvest is plentiful. There Mm -hmm. are people who need hope more than ever before and are realizing that that need the gospel yeah. th- that need the living water so we have lots of praying to do yeah Um, so yeah that's my closing word
1: yeah Well, we'll keep that in mind we'll be keeping prayer as a priority because what else can we do during these times
0: yes actually we could do a lot of other things we can you can reach out
1: oh yeah that's that too
0: yes it's important. Let's do all, not one. That's tr- But yeah, it. let's do all. So, um, have a great week, everyone. Mm. Well, you know what? Let's not say that. Yeah, guys. Let's. We're gonna get through this together. Mm. Let's pray for one another, and um, encourage one another, and be there for one another. Yeah. In times like this, and really live out our faith because our faith is the only. Um, God's work is the only thing that is still fresh and new and at work Mm. and um, alive right now. So yeah, yeah. with that being said, um, I want to encourage you to turn into the ministry time. Mm. And it was a very powerful time of us declaring why we're not ashamed of the gospel because it is the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus, that we find salvation. He is able to heal and to save. So mm-hmm. let's turn to Him together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it for today.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Lydia.
0: Thanks, Joe. Until next week.
1: Until next week. We'll be here. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. And one more thing, and I think this is important. Please tune in to the announcements that were given by Stu in our... Um, online service there's a lot of information that will be helpful to you and updates that will be helpful to you during this time about the whereabouts of service and also different things that are available to you um to get through this time so tune into that
2: as we close our service today i want to give you an opportunity to not look within not look without Because the truth is, we're all failing our leaders, ourselves. But the Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In such a precarious world and time, I can't think of any better news than the one that never changes. Immutable will work in our weakness and despite of it. And though we can't overcome and hit a wall, we can be saved. So perhaps some of our pride needs to be broken as well and allow His power to be made perfect in our weakness. So will you sing this with us? Will you lift your hands wherever you might be? I am not ashamed that the light of Christ shine through us. Of the name peace of God but only he can give even in our failings and our shortcomings and our limits and when we hit that wall when we give it to fear and not love for a world in fear and panic for those of you who know Jesus Will you surrender today your fears to him? Will you come to him today? Can we come to him today in our weakness? And can we pray in our wilderness, in our times of testing and failing, that water will be poured out from a rock for all to see I pray that you would have a peace that transcends all understanding and people would ask where you get this peace so Lord we want to pray that you move through us in us and for us in spite of our weaknesses Despite of our failings, I pray that we would not look around, not look within, but look up, and find the strength, the generosity, the peace that we need to show a world in fear your power, your love, and who you are, and why we need a Savior. why we need your leadership and why the gospel has power today even though we're imperfect vessels we're just jars of clay carrying the treasure we pray that you shine through us Lord you make us ambassadors of peace not to replace Christ but to represent Christ And not be ashamed to admit our failings to people. And eliminate any ambiguity who the story, who the hero in our story is. Will you bow our heads for the benediction? Be still and know I am God. Be still and know I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. All God's people pray. God's shalom upon you. Until we see each other again very soon. God bless. Bye.
4: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for our Sunday Service Livestream. Before we end today, we have some community news to share with everyone. For the foreseeable future, we will continue to stream our services online every Sunday at 12.30 p.m., both on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Although we are social distancing, we are encouraging everyone to continue to come together in spirit to hear the Word on Sunday. We are still within the season of Lent the 40-day season leading up to Good Friday and Easter. During this time, we engage in fasting and in spiritual discipline to reflect on the deep meaning of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. To participate, you can fast something that would normally pull your attention away from Christ and pick up a spiritual discipline that refocuses your attention on Him. As we are all going through a wilderness of sorts right now, we encourage everyone To use this as a time to grow closer to Christ as we look forward to the celebration of His Resurrection on Easter Sunday. Please stay tuned for more information on how we will be celebrating Good Friday on April 10th and Easter Sunday on April 12th. Next, for all of our members, we want to remind and encourage you to continue to tithe faithfully. You can give electronically through Venmo at Church180, through PayPal at our church website, 180church.tv, or through Chase QuickPay or Zelle at offering at 180church.tv. We have our prayer text hotline available at 5397-PRAYER, or through email at prayer at 180church.tv. In the midst of everything that is going on the world over, or even just in the corner of our lives, God is there to hear our prayers. And our prayer team is always available so that when you send in your prayer requests, you can know that you are not praying alone, but that you have community right beside you, praying with you. As Jesus said, where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. We also have our Bible reading group where we post a chapter of the Bible every day. When it's so easy to be tuned in to every news report, it's so important to be tuned in to God's Word, because we do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, which sustains us, gives us comfort and hope, and leaves us grounded in Christ. You can check it out on Tumblr at 180BRG, as well as on Instagram at 180BRG. Though we are practicing responsible social distancing in this time, we still encourage everyone to come together in spirit, And in small groups, that's a great way to do that. It's a place where we can come together, share our worries, our victories, and our growth in Christ, and see where God is growing us through the circumstances in our lives. Our groups have been meeting in various ways online, so no matter what stage of life you're in, or where you are in the city or beyond, we have a group for you. You can check out our website and email Pastor Billy for information, and we'll get you plugged into a group. We also have a number of ways that we can gather and stay connected online. In addition to our Bible reading group Instagram and Tumblr pages at 180BRG, we also have our church Instagram, which you can find at 180Church. We also have our church Facebook page, also at 180Church. Dr. Sammy has his Twitter page at Dr. Sammy Kim, And we have our church YouTube page at 180ChurchNYC, where you can find all of our sermons and event videos. And of course, we have the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, hosted by Pastor Lydia and Joe Liu, and centered around a critical discussion of Dr. Sammy's sermons, which you can find wherever you find your podcasts. Today, we're also happy to announce a new resource for everyone to meet together. We have started the virtual 180 Cafe on Discord. Here you can gather and keep in touch with one another, whether through text chat or voice chat. Discord is a free app to use on your computer or your smartphone, so feel free to drop in at any time. You never know who you're going to find there, but please bring your own coffee. If you check out our website at 180church.tv, you can find a link for the Discord there. That's it for our community news this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay connected, and we'll see you all again next Sunday.